Hello, this is Mike Stranks, welcoming you to this CMS Audio Mission Prayer Focus CD and podcast for January 2013. May we all know God's guiding presence with us throughout this new year. Thanks very much for the feedback that some of you have sent about these prayer focuses. As a result of what you've said, we're trying something different this quarter, with slightly longer interviews than we've had in the past. Of course, that does mean that we can't include as many different voices, but we will get to know a little more about each of the situations or people for whom we want to pray. But please do let me know what you think. I know just one or two of you personally, but I'm always pleased to receive letters or emails with your thoughts about the style and substance of what we're doing. Just drop me a line at CMS in Oxford or email me at mike.stranks at cms-uk.org. That's mike.stranks at cms-uk.org. So now to business. I'm sure you're aware that in October we welcomed the Reverend Canon Philip Mount Stephen as the new executive leader of the CMS community. Shortly after Philip started work, he and I had a conversation, and we picked that up as we discussed how Philip had come to be the executive leader of CMS. I was thinking that I should be considering moving, and I was actually sitting in a room on a conference talking to Henry Scriven, Mission Director for South America here at, uh, at CMS, and I was just asking his advice about the future and what he thought thought I might do. We had this conversation and then at the end of it he said, of course there's always the job at CMS. And I said something like, yeah, right, you know, and and dismissed it. And then over the next few days I thought, well, why did you do that? Isn't this the kind of thing that you've been looking for? I ought to say that I worked for uh, CPAS, one of the other Anglican mission agencies, for uh, for a number of years, and I performed a number of different roles there. I was deputy general director, and I spent time as acting general director. So I, I wasn't without experience of uh, of senior management in a mission agency context, and then of course subsequent to that, I had this wonderful experience at St Michael's. So you know, you put those things together, and 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 I found myself saying to myself, well, why why wouldn't you apply for a job? like this at CMS and and so I did. I can't say I saw a, you know, a handwriting on the wall but it, it does seem to me to be almost as clear as that that this is this is just the right place for me to be um, and I think as well when I look at at CMS's history and particularly that you know the the the, the very innovative years of, of Tim Dakin's leadership that it seems to me that I, given my own skill set and my own kind of experiences and, 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 and gifting under God, that I, I'm not called here to do what Tim did, but I'm called here to build on what Tim did. And I, I do believe under God, the Lord being my helper, that's what I can do. That's what I should be doing. That's, you know, that's the task ahead of me. Let me pick up on something you just said there. What do you feel then are your gifts and skills that you bring to this role? Mm. Mm. Well, I, 
see myself as very much as a builder of community. I said, in fact, to the staff yesterday that I see myself, my three primary callings in life are to be a builder of Christian community shaped by and for the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, that I believe I'm called to preach and teach in the context of the Christian community, and I believe that I'm called to exercise leadership in the Christian community in a way that allows others to, to blossom and to flourish. And that is the, the ministry that I want to exercise here, and indeed that I want to exercise more widely. So I want to build CMS as, as a community. I think one of my tasks practically is to ensure that we have a clear story that we can tell to each other and to people outside about where God has led us, about what it is we're called to do and to be. And I want CMS, therefore, to be a fruitful place for people to be, that we are, we're fruitful in mission because we're deeply committed to one another, because we're deeply committed to Christ, and because we know what we're about. And I think that knowing what we're about is, is perhaps one of my primary tasks. I think we do know what we're about, but I think we need to do some work on articulating that and clarifying that and communicating that. At your commissioning service, you mentioned that you were very conscious of the heritage <laughs> of CMS. Yes, yes. These were remarkable men and women uh, engaged together in, a, in, in prophetic uh, mission that sprung out of their deep commitment to one another as a community. And you look at the calibre of the, the people who have led uh, CMS um, over the years, John Venn and, and Josiah Pratt and, and Henry Venn and, and Max Warren and, and John V. Taylor and, and so many others. You know, these, this, this is a remarkable legacy and <laughs> the, these are very big shoes into which I feel I'm putting my, my rather small feet. I was going to say, does that responsibility sit heavily with you? I think it would sit heavily on me if I did not have a sense that this is God's place for me to be. And uh, I do believe that when he calls, um, he, he equips. I believe that his planning uh, and his timing is, is, is perfect. And I believe that um, he will equip me and enable me for this, for this task. I would also say none of these people ever did it by themselves you know they were always surrounded by by good people and I have a very strong sense of being surrounded by good people that was one of the wonderful things about my commissioning service and 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 I, I when I say good people I mean not just my colleagues here at CMS but I I'm thinking about the wider members of, of CMS and and retired mission partners I, I have been inundated with warm, loving, caring letters from such people. So, you know, I don't do this alone. Um, and I'm very, very grateful having, having very good people around me. We've touched on your commissioning service and I was struck by two things in particular there. The emphasis on Jesus is Lord mm -hmm. and loving your neighbour. Yep. Would you like to expand on that a little bit? I, as I said at the service, Jesus is Lord is 
it's a rebellious statement in many ways because it's saying that Jesus is Lord and therefore Caesar is not Lord. And I think we do need to say that loud and clear in our in our culture, in our in our society, that uh, uh, that we have one Lord, the Lord Jesus, and to Him alone will we bow. But alongside that bold proclamation, we have to make sure that we are people of of love because we cannot be true to the Lord Jesus who is the, the, the living embodiment of the Father's love if we don't if we don't love ourselves and there can be no fruitfulness in mission without that doesn't have um, love at its at its heart and the history of CMS has been marked by many many people who have crossed all kinds of barriers because they've been motivated by that love I wonder what your priorities are as you start this new role. I think my priorities, first and foremost, are to, uh, are to build relationships. I can't say that I'm committed to community unless I'm committed to the members of that community and finding out who they are, what makes them tick, what the pressures are on them. I need to build my, my knowledge base and my, my understanding of, of CMS, of its, of its history, uh, of its challenges, of its opportunities. And I think, you know, what I will be wanting to do in these, in these first days is, is just construct some kind of, of roadmap, really. Nothing, nothing over-detailed, but just an increasing sense of what the signposts are, where those signposts are pointing, what are the things that we need together to be to be giving attention to, so that we can go forward uh, in a good way, in a, in a sustainable way, in a, in, a, in a united way, in a way that is not only faithful to the vision of our founders, but faithful above all to, to Jesus Christ. What would you like us to be praying for you? Hmm. We're encouraged in scripture to pray for, for wisdom. So pray for that for me, please. Pray that I will have a wisdom beyond myself, an analysis and an understanding of these issues and a clarity of vision, I think, that comes not from myself but from, from the Lord so that that pathway, that, that, that roadmap, that sense of direction becomes increasingly clear so what's sketched out in pencil begins to be drawn in more boldly and then, and then coloured in and, and charted and... Uh, and that we begin to see, not a way forward, but the right way forward. Some clear and specific points for prayer, as requested by Philip Mount Stephen, the executive leader of the CMS community. Incidentally, if you want to hear a longer version of that conversation, then it's available on the CMS website. Audio Mission because of the schedules to which these prayer focuses are produced, it's not always possible to bring you news and prayer requests exactly at the point at which they're made or when others are praying. But your prayers are still very much welcomed. At the end of November, CMS, in conjunction with the Congo Church Association, held a week of prayer specifically for the Democratic Republic of Congo. At the beginning of that week, I met with Steve Burgess, Transcultural Manager for Africa, who explained why the week of prayer had been called. We are doing this because there has been a resurgence of conflict and rebel activity in eastern Congo. And so 
one way of addressing the issue is to pray. When we pray to God to find a solution, God will answer those prayers. I've heard about this rebel group called M23. Just who are these people and what are they trying to do? M23, the name comes from the 2009 peace agreement when various rebel factions were reintegrated into the Congolese army. So on the 23rd of March 2009, so you get March the 23rd, that's M23. So they have been, since 2009, they've been reintegrated into the Congolese army. Early this year in April, one part of Congolese army sort of mutinied really because they were dissatisfied with wages and conditions. And so they came out of the Congolese army and formed this group called M23 effectively starting to fight against the Congolese army and creating havoc and mayhem in eastern Congo. And the local people are caught up right in the middle of this. Well, this is the problem, is that when these rebel groups start moving around the countryside, they are involved in looting, because that's how they get their food. They use rape as a weapon of war. People flee in front of the rebel groups as they're moving around and advancing. So it's the women and children and the old people who suffer the most. As you've heard on the news, just after we called for this day of prayer, a few days later, the M23 rebel group invaded Goma. Well, during the invasion of Goma, they came from the north and there were huge refugee camps north of Goma where there were 90,000 refugees, internally displaced people from previous insurgencies of rebels. Those camps are now gone. The people have fled. And it's women and children who suffer most because now they've got less access to food, they've got less access to health care, they've got no shelter, they're living out in the bush um, and in a very vulnerable situation. And what about the impact on the church? Well, where you have insecurity, it's much more difficult for any organization to function. But the church is one organization which is able to meet the physical and spiritual needs of the people. The church doesn't leave an area. So when in Goma, the NGOs have started moving out because of the insecurity. But the church stays because the church is local, it's indigenous, it's there to serve the people. So the church, people flee to the churches and the church tries to meet their, you know, give them food and blankets and a way just to survive. The church is involved in some health care. The church is also involved in trying to mediate peace agreements between the various factions. So the church really is being that light on the hill then yes, in this situation? very much so, yes, yes. The Diocese of Bukavu, where Goma is in the Diocese of Bukavu, is active in trying to um, advocate for peace to come, making known what is the situation internationally, but it's also involved in caring for the people on the ground. And we can support that. We can give help to the people there through the church. And it's one very effective way of giving help because the church doesn't differentiate between a Christian and a non-Christian, it will help the people who are in need. So cutting to the chase, how should we be praying? 
I think we should be praying for peace to return, and for peace to return needs the leaders of the M23 to come to an agreement with the government. But there is involvement of Rwanda and Uganda in this conflict. Rwanda will deny any involvement, but most people will say Rwanda is somehow involved. The reasons for the conflict go back a long way, and the solution is much bigger than the M23 invading Goma. The other thing that we can be praying about is, I, I think we can just pray compassionately for the, the local people who are being affected. You know, just ask God to bring them the things they need, to, to give them um, some sense of peace and security. I think we can also be praying for the resources needed to help the people who are being displaced. Finally, I think the, another thing we can do is not only advocate to our government, but perhaps advocate to the UN to somehow beef up the UN presence there, that they can do more than just say we are only a peacekeeping force and we can do nothing when a rebel group advances on a major town like Goma. And I guess we should be praying very much for the leaders of the church in that part yes, of Congo too. Yes, yes. Yes, we should be. We should be praying for the bishops of the diocese of that area and the church leaders. Steve Burgess of CMS with specific things we can all continue to pray for concerning the Democratic Republic of Congo. Normally at this point in our prayer focus, we'd listen to a short reflection on what we've heard. But bearing in mind what Steve's told us, this month I think it right that we should use some of the material that was made available to support the week of prayer. So let's pray together for Congo. Almighty God, maker of all, enemy of none, we pray to you for the people of Congo, whose troubles are in your heart and ours, whose hopes are set in your promises. Stretch out your arm, your mighty hand, and touch this wounded land. Lord of heaven and earth, bring peace and healing. Touch those whose lives have been scarred by violence and death. As they look on the cross of Christ, bring them from pain to joy. Lord of heaven and earth, bring peace and healing. Touch those who are guilty of greed and cruelty. By your Spirit, bring them through repentance to new life. Lord of heaven and earth, bring peace and healing. Touch those who wield power of government, of arms and of commerce. Give them a vision of Congo rebuilt, united, free and prosperous. Lord of heaven and earth, Bring peace and healing. Touch your church, troubled and tired, and give it new strength, so that with Bible and hoe, prayer and medicine, it can tell of your love and show your compassion. Lord of heaven and earth, bring peace and healing. Touch our hearts too, renew our solidarity with our brothers and sisters and show us how we can support them in their difficulties. Lord of heaven and earth, 
bring peace and healing. Stretch out your arm, your mighty hand, and touch the wounded land of Congo. For Jesus' sake. Amen. God bless Congo. Guard her children, guide her leaders, and give her peace. For Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. So as we conclude this CMS prayer focus for January 2013, can I encourage us all to continue to pray for Philip Mount Stephen and for the church and political situation in Congo. I'm Mike Stranks and I'll be with you again next month to introduce some more people whose stories will help focus our prayers. Thank you.